Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Super Office podcast. We are ready for a new season and uh, our first episode. And today we have some really good news like we always do. So stay tuned for that. If you have any questions or suggestions on topics uh, going forward, just uh, send me an email hc at superoffice.com. My name is Hans Gronslet. I'm your host for the SuperOffice podcast. Thanks for joining. Uh, I'm just starting the record button now, so let's go, guys. Uh, well, uh, hello, everybody. It's been a while since we had the SuperOffice podcast up and running, and uh, I'm super excited here to... Uh, invite you to a new season, beginning of a new year, and uh, with lots of opportunities ahead. And, um, you know, some of, uh, or uh, most of the popular podcast episodes has featured one of our key evangelists in SuperOffice, and that is um, our product director. And I'm really happy to welcome you, Erik Eide. Thank you, Hans, and happy new year. Thank you, uh, same to you. How is everything? Are you uh, relaxed after the holidays? Yes, definitely. And uh, charge the batteries and ready to go for uh, the next projects. Yeah, that's great. Well, we're sitting here in the home office. I'm in uh, Stavik, right outside Oslo. Where are you located now? I'm in Lillestrøm, just uh, in the middle of uh, between Oslo and Gardermoen. Yeah, so that's about one hour bike ride, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> you would know. I wouldn't. <laughs> well, today it's snowing, so uh, it will be on skis, I guess. But anyway, uh, let's uh, get to it. You know, I've been thinking about topics and uh, what resonates with our um, our, our listeners. And uh, by the way, we're uh, doing a new test today. We're actually recording a video as well. So it's not only on the podcast. It's going to be parts of this on uh, on other channels as well. So it's well, a it's scary. <laughs> it's a test, yeah. Um, but I was thinking about topics. We discussed topics, and you know what? Really, uh, people enjoy is to hear what have you guys been doing and working with in the engineering or development department. And then I looked at all the stuff that we've made, and I, and I looked at it and said, "Wow, that's a good feature. That's a good thing for our customers." And then I looked at it, and that was in two thousand and twenty. And I said, "My God." Now we're on 21, and then still there's a bunch of stuff that we need to present. And we're on 22, so, so uh, uh, and when you asked me to say, hey, what, uh, what's your top favorite features that uh, you delivered last year? Um, Jesus, that was a tough uh, call, and it's highly subjective, and I have to pick something uh, of the large amount of features that surfaced uh, last year. Uh, I've tried to look at what has uh, the most effect or influence on existing uh, customers uh, or most users. Uh, 
because some features are very um, deep into administrators. Some are very technical, uh, has to do with uh, all the security patches and all that. That's not a feature. Uh, but again, I guess uh, many would argue uh, the rating that we are going to give them now. So um, it's, it's you have to put them in an order and then uh, let's uh, try to, to talk about them. Yeah, that's great. Because these are sort of bigger, bigger things. Uh, it's not like a bug fix or a small wish because we have hundreds of those delivered uh, last year. Uh, and some of them are very impactful for those customers who really needs it. But now we're sort of built. I mean, you're building our pipeline uh, on a running basis based on what we think is good for the market, uh, how we can attract new customers. And of course, what is good for the customers that we have so that we can give them some more value uh, through using deeper uh, into the system. Isn't that right? Definitely. So feedback both through uh, uh, all the channels that we have uh, covering from support and until NPS feedbacks uh, are always studied carefully by product management and super office. And we are always trying to, to uh, find the right balance between uh, making existing users uh, even more happy and uh, uh, meeting uh, trends in the market. Yeah, great. And of course, uh, it would be great for people to have some feedback. And I'll put in the show notes after, um, uh, after this episode. You will see in the show notes links to some of these features where you can find and read more about it. And of course, you're happy to, to, to comment on it and give your ratings as well. But, you know, as you said, Eric, these are our subjective things. It's what we think. And we have 10. Uh, and I think we have decided sort of to make two episodes out of this. So we'll, we'll start on the, the bottom of the list, which is very high uh, on the list as well. <laughs> but, uh, well, that's our take on it. And... Uh, Let's go to number 10. Shall we do that? Number 10, as I see it, is um, our new offering in uh, regarding SuperOffice AI services in our service product. Yeah, so AI, artificial intelligence. You know, that's the big thing people have been talking about for a long time. And uh, I guess we have been thinking about it for a long time as well. But, uh, but what is it, you know, what's SuperOffice take on this? Why do we want to introduce something like AI into our systems? We, um, wow, it's a big question, uh, Hans. Uh, now, first of all, we would like people to focus on their jobs and let the computers do the boring stuff. So uh, the more we can pre-process and uh, uh, make ready for a decision, uh, the better it is uh, for the user. He can stick to his primary job, which is uh, keeping touch with, with the contacts and uh, customers and prospects, uh, and let the system help you, provide you with the information you need at the moment. So um, this is not a job killer, right? It's no. taking away the boring stuff. And we have to say that you know we're very early on to this, and we've had pilot programs on it, and we have some customers using it, and we are ready for more customers uh, coming on board yeah. on this, right? And that's part of why it's uh, on place 10. Uh, uh, we have launched it. We have uh, uh, 
20 customers uh, running it actively and uh, giving us feedback and, and, uh, and trying it out. So, uh, and we have an approach that says that you as a customer should not have any professional people that uh, can code or uh, understands AI to its end, uh, we should use uh, utilize services out there and build them into our system uh, in a smart way so that the user doesn't need to run huge projects to get started. Yeah, makes sense. It's sort of a low hanging fruit. But uh, let's uh, dive into what it is actually, or examples of it. Should we do that? Yeah, we can do that. We have made, uh, started in our service uh, solution, saying that all incoming tickets or messages to the system should be pre-processed by an AI service to determine uh, what kind of language is it. Uh, uh, and if it's another language than you are running, it should offer to translate this uh, message so that you can quickly read it and understand the concept. Um, it will also say, uh, try to analyze and say, is this uh, ticket ending up in the right category? Because mm. in service, you have different categories of tickets. Someone, something goes to sales, something goes to uh, invoice and, and finance, something goes to support. Uh, and it's trying to, to analyze uh, using AI and machine learning to say this ticket should be placed in that category. Uh, if it's placed wrong, so that people don't have to uh, pre-process and, and spend a lot of time in ordering incoming tickets. That's a, that's a challenging <laughs> uh, task, just that. But but how do you you know AI machine learning? I guess you need to train train on your data to make it uh, possible to categorize in a smart way. Yeah, you can you can have as you know different inboxes in service, and you can turn off this feature for all your inboxes or as uh, individual inboxes, and then you uh, have to train it uh, uh, in a way that says you make a selection of tickets, uh, hopefully uh, thousand plus tickets in that selections, and they, then you say these are tickets that has been is correct that I know is correct categories, categorized. And then you we ship those into a uh, machine learning algorithm uh, and uh, trains uh, it. And then we start with new tickets getting in to verify that uh, these are the right category. And if uh, the system comes to that, this should be in another category, it uh, prompts this to the user. Uh, so that he can, uh, with one click, transfer it to the category that uh, we suggest. Great. So actually, if you have a lot of incoming requests, it could be service, it could be other type of requests as well that comes into an inbox, uh, it can help you categorize it. We have customers running this that has 2,000 incoming tickets uh, each day. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, of course, this is... Uh, uh, a very good way of uh, making it more efficient to to uh, pre-process these tickets. Yeah. In addition, we add some sentiment to it, uh, saying, uh, "What do we think is the mood of the person who is uh, uh, sending us these tickets?" Yeah. For those of you who are looking at this, you want to flip it, and uh, maybe we have a 
a screenshot of it. Yeah, on each yeah. matter, on each each message, you will uh, uh, get uh, a footer that uh, is activated if you if you have this license, at, and it will give you sentiment. It will offer you to translate to a uh, to your language, uh, and if it disagrees with the category, it will also here uh, in in this footer. It will say. Uh, we suggest you move this to this category instead, and then you just click it. So uh, it's a start, uh, uh, and uh, we are so far. It's look very promising. Um, we need to gather more uh, insights to continue to expand our, our universe when it comes to superficial AI. Yeah. So so text analytics, meaning translation and sentiment. And the automatic categorization. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, the AI solution also contains an API for using bots in service. Yeah. So that you like can. Chatbot. Uh, chat yes, integrate chatbots into service uh, directly. Yeah. So that didn't make the top 10 list, or is it part of this Hugo AI? It's a part of the SuperOffice AI solution. Yeah. Hey, did I mention Hugo? That's the old name of the owl, right? Yeah, we used to try to name it that, but uh, it, it fell apart and uh, yeah. you know, the marketing people has their opinions and, and SuperOffice AI it is. Yeah. So getting started with this, people can, you know, talk to your account manager and uh, or look into into the show notes to see where you can read more about it. Uh, yeah, cool. So we're on the AI track and uh, I'm sure there will be more services uh, coming up uh, in, in the future. More to come. Yeah, you want to? Yeah, um, yeah. Let, that's great. Um, and I would say that for us internally, you know, if you have multi-language agents, uh, all of a sudden you can understand what uh, other customers are talking about, uh, and you can sort of uh, uh, join the discussion of solving problems. Right. Uh, that's the purpose of this uh, language uh, automatic translation as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. So that's number 10. Good start, Eric. Let's are, you move warm, are, you, are you warming up? I'm warming up. Let's <laughs> move to nine. Yeah, let's do that. Bounce management. Well, to me, that sounds like a marketing tool. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's tightly yeah. connected to uh, email marketing. Yeah. And I think you that, know, you know, yeah, we, we talked about GDPR a long time. I still get, you know, a bunch of. Uh, spam mails into my email but you know we have a tool in SuperOffice which enables you to be on top of the gdpr policies but you still need to make mailings to your customers and they might have some wrong emails that's what this is about right that's what this is about if you try to send an email to an email address that doesn't exist uh, or you have misspelled it or uh, the company has changed all their names of the email addresses and stuff like that. Uh, you will, uh, we will pick that up. We will try to send it eight times, uh, and if it still fails, yeah, because sometimes a server is down for maintenance or uh, there is some problems with the system. So, we will, for about um, twelve hours, we will try to send uh, this message if it fails to uh, reach the recipient. And if it doesn't, uh, you will get instantly back into SuperOffice, uh, say a list uh, inside SuperOffice uh, telling you that uh, um, 
these are the email address that didn't reach uh, its recipients and this is why it doesn't didn't receive the recipients then you can take these email addresses uh, add these persons into a selection go through them uh, and either uh, clear the uh, update the email addresses or clear the email addresses or take away uh, the uh, subscriptions uh, on these people and try start to work like this we also added the possibility that when a user um, register a form it uh, is also closely connected to uh, to uh, to uh, uh, bounds uh, that he cannot register an email address with an email server that doesn't exist so we look up on the internet does this uh, it is a gmail dot vom or something uh, by misspelling you are unable to submit your form by this yeah so also sure. when you go to the person card in SuperOffice and and, and uh, without being in a, in a list you will see immediately a uh, yellow warning sign uh, with the email address meaning that this uh, email has bounced and you should do something about it mm. yeah and the reason i see then uh... Is very often, like you said, maybe they have changed the domain of their company and this hasn't been updated, or it's like a very easy, simple spell check mistake or something. So it's easy yeah. to fix. Yeah. So, so the benefit I think uh, with this is that you know, or people you have left, or people have left the company. So you're sending to a person that has left. Yeah. So, so if you're an account manager and you, your CEO of your customer is bouncing, it's a good signal that you need to reconnect uh, with the new CEO and start your uh, account management process again. So it seems like a small detail, but it's actually improving the quality of your customer base and, and, uh, and your rating and ranking and everything, because if this is high, you will in the end uh, not reach your customers, right? That's correct. Yeah. So, uh, so super office has put more effort and, and, uh, power into uh, these really critical marketing capabilities and these are one of those yeah that's correct and and uh, it, it's no good to have a huge uh, campaign sending out if it doesn't reach its uh, recipient so uh, this is a crucial part a, a basis of uh, of marketing yeah uh, yeah and you it will also handle if if a person reports think that you are sending them spam. Yeah, you can click that in your email client, and it will also be registered here, and it will take away uh, the e-marketing consent automatically from that person because he indicates that it doesn't want to to receive more emails from you. Yeah, and over time you can measure this so that you actually send out relevant information to your uh, customers. Precisely. Yeah, if you, if you do relevant uh, uh, messaging, uh, you get higher uh, click-through rates and the response rates, and you're considered a, a better partner for your customers or prospects if that's the way you're doing it. You also mentioned that you know we've done some changes with forms, so forms is improved in many ways as well, isn't it? And and you can put those on your websites and different channels, and all of that is coming in uh, to improve. The, the number of contacts in their database. 
lots of improvements have been done in forms over the last year. Um, it's not on the list, but uh, it would be on the top 20 list, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. surprised it's not on there, but, uh, you know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it would be on the top 20 list. We'll see what uh, our listeners are uh, requesting if they want more of this. But anyway, that's number two or number nine, wasn't it? So yeah. balance management is, uh, is a key feature that has been improved a lot. So uh, take a look at it. Uh, most likely you have it already. So you just start need to start working on it. That's All right. Let's uh, go to the next one, uh, Eric. And th then we have SuperOffice Data Bridge. That's a quite interesting uh, uh, area because it connects uh, other systems with SuperOffice through automatic uh, data exchange. And uh, what is DataBridge? Uh, that might be, be new to a lot of our customers. Yeah, it probably is. You know, our uh, crazy friends in, in the Netherlands uh, 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 is now, uh, InfoBridge is now a part of SuperOffice company. And we have taken this product into the SuperOffice uh, product family. Uh, it's sold by SuperOffice, invoiced together with everything else. And... And uh, really, an integrated part of the SuperOffice product portfolio. Um, what it basically does is a, a very, very powerful tool to import and export uh, data to and from SuperOffice between any system uh, using lots of uh, formats. You can transfer. You can, yeah. It, it's a really cool uh, import/export system. And it can also be scheduled to do uh, jobs uh, regularly. So, yeah, so that, it's, uh, it's good when you start up and import stuff to, to get up to speed. Mm -hmm. As you say, if you have regular updates in your ERP system or other systems, it basically updates your data both ways, doesn't it? Or Yeah, it, it could do it both ways, but it, it's not what I will call a synchronization solution. Uh, but it can import anything into SuperOffice and export anything from SuperOffice to another system. Yeah. And it's not like a rocket science difficult project. It's uh, easy to use, wizard-like. Um, yeah, you, you, uh, you need to have some kind of... It takes a bit time to know all the ifs and buts inside it. Uh, and if you need, for example, to say that... Uh, I only have a full name and I would like to split this into a first name and a last name and map them into SuperOffice. That's possible. But uh, you, of course, need to, to spend some time learning about it. But it, it's a very good uh, wizard that you set up when you uh, are defining a job. You are, you are uh, setting up the source and how, which fields should be mapped where in SuperOffice and uh, what are the destinations? And then you just click, uh, you can schedule it, you can do it right away, or you can do it when something happens. So uh, it's a very powerful tool uh, that I recommend the people who are uh, exchanging data in and out from SuperOffice to have a look at. Yeah. And if you think about it, most companies do it or should do it, in my opinion. Uh, and this is available from the App Store, isn't it? That's correct. And the we'll app store could definitely be on the is on the list, uh, but that's a separate episode, I think. And most likely with uh, with uh, Pierre from uh, Infobridge uh, in that episode as well. 
Yeah, we have to make a top 100 apps in the App Store. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So uh, I've actually used this myself because we imported some tickets uh, and um, I did a proof of concept and I did it with IT and, you know, it's uh, it was very easy to understand for a non-techy guy. Uh, so I would say uh, it's sort of a low-code, no-code uh, system. Absolutely a no-code solution. Yeah. So that was... Uh, Number eight on the list. That was number eight. Should we move on to number seven? Yes, let's do that. Okay. I, in my <laughs> list of favorites, number seven uh, is uh, a small, uh, cute uh, feature that's called video meetings in SuperOffice. I remember we, we were sitting uh, two years ago almost, and everybody went from one day to the to another, to this go-to meet uh, video meeting uh, instead of meeting people, right? On the yeah. yeah, and there were so many ways of doing it, and uh, you had Zoom. Everyone had, had their yeah. own favorite tool, and uh, where to go to to join a meeting or to book a meeting was total chaos. Yeah, and, but but that also triggered something. You know, we've been innovating a lot of stuff before, but now all of a sudden. How can we contribute in making this digital transformation easier for our customers? And we need it now, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah. And we knew that, okay, we can't make a video conference system. There are no. huge players in that area. So we would like a way to say that from in SuperOffice, you should, by clicking one single button, you should set up a video conference with the people you have invited to this appointment. That, that, and it should be the video appointment system of your preference. That sounds too good to be true, Eric. One yeah. button and then what I want uh, of my preference. Well, I think, well, we did it, right? <laughs> yeah, we did it. Yeah. And we have built in uh, uh, five different uh, video conference systems that you can hook up to. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Microsoft Teams is the largest ones, and we see that 70% of our users are using Microsoft Teams here. But you can use WebEx, you can use uh, Google uh, uh, Meet, you can use uh, some other systems also here to, to set it up. This was it, set it up. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, so, that, that, that's, that's, that's one of the, that's a one part of it. Yeah. You take, uh, you have one button that you click as uh, an organizer of a meeting. And uh, then uh, when you save it, it sends out an invitation to everyone that contains this location, uh, the meeting room that you have published. You also have the same situation the other way around when people are inviting you to a meeting in SuperOffice, you will also then have a one click button to join that meeting. So from in the appointment dialogue in SuperOffice, you click join meeting, and then you, you will just end up in the meeting magically. Yeah. Yeah. A sweet, small, uh, functional area, but uh, during these days with all these home offices, I think it's uh, it makes my day easier, definitely. Yeah, my, mine as well. And you know, there has been a lot of meetings where people think, uh, where, where was the link? Uh, uh, with channel because you have many channels as well but at least here if you put everything into your super office diary then uh, 
it's a simple way and all the participants gets in here so you also get data quality on that as well so um and that's i also- see that people that meet with the same people all the time internally yeah they have uh, they are often saying that i use uh, just call out in that uh, uh, thread or whatever inside their system but if you meet people outside your office and that varies from day to day or hour to hour then this is a huge uh, um, way of if uh, making your it easy to schedule a meeting yeah and of course if you're in sales uh, that's what you do all day you meet people from different country uh, companies and uh, there might different locations for them as well so it's an easy one click to to get uh, get rolling so that's uh, yeah it seems like very tiny little icon there and it's easy to set up as well right yeah, but you know, the, the hardest and the best solutions seems very easy, but it's quite an effort to make it work on the back-end side. Yeah, for you as developers, but not yeah. for the admin. That's a one-click as well, setting it up. One-click as well. Yeah. So uh, if you haven't tried it out, uh, you know, people should uh, really try it out. Uh, it makes a whole lot of difference and takes the techie problems out of a really simple task to meet people online definitely yeah great feature okay so uh yeah let's move on to the next one what's now that is uh, number six and i think that's uh, the final one that we'll do in this episode and then we'll wrap it up but you know in the mps uh, net promoter system that we have we have got feedback you've got feedback in other channels as you mentioned as well sharepoint sharepoint has been on everybody's lips for many many years but it's it's recently that you know SharePoint has r- risen to something more and more usable, and and I guess that's why it has come onto our roadmap as well. Uh, what is the SharePoint documents, and how do we sort of uh, engage in this uh, new feature or area? Well, lots of customers says to us that uh, SharePoint is our document repository as a strategy in our company. So why don't SuperOffice documents end up in my rep- document repository? Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> the answer simple used to the, yeah the answer used to be it's very hard, yeah. uh, <laughs> but uh, that's not a good enough answer. So we have uh, for a while now worked uh, very hard with the project to say that uh, you. Uh, as an administrator can say this SharePoint site should be the document archive of SuperOffice and build a lot of flexibility into it. So our goal is that you create, edit, delete documents from within SuperOffice as before, but the actual document is added to a SharePoint site where it can be accessed from uh, others. You can edit it from your browser, from your mobile phone, from uh, your office app, uh, you can share it across uh, uh, with external people right away to have direct access to it. You can have revision history and all the things that SharePoint uh, and Office 365 offers you of features. So uh, that's uh, we have huge expectations. We are running a pilot program uh, now, so everyone's interested to start with it, uh, are more than welcome to, to join us in, in this. 
the administrator goes into a uh, configuration screen and says, I would like to use SharePoint as my document repository. This is my SharePoint site. This is the document library. This is how I would like to organize my folder structure within this document library. And this is how I would like to name my files and, and so on. And uh, then it's just the normal user will not notice any difference at all, except that it gets a lot of uh, the Office 365 features available. Yeah. And for instance, the collaboration part of documents, uh, you know, it's just everybody can work on it at the same time, etc. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. So there's two ways in. Yeah, that's how. Amazing. And we also transfer all of the metadata from, from metadata, I call it metadata, but the, the, uh, the super office information linked to the document. So we transfer the sale name, the document template type, the customer name, the person name, the, uh, the document number into uh, this document in SharePoint so that people can search for super office data inside their uh, SharePoint uh, document library and find the document uh, with information from SuperOffice attached to it. Yeah, that sounds like uh, good stuff. Uh, we, we have already- it seems, it seems a bit complicated, but it really isn't. It's just write documents in SuperOffice as you used to, yeah. but you will have all the features and functions that you have in Office 365 available to you from these documents. And you can edit them on your phone. Yeah. Yeah, or your tablet or whatever. Hmm? Yeah, that's impressive. Uh, but it means that uh, the administrator of the SharePoint site and the administrator of the SuperOffice site needs to talk to each other, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. There is a security key here that uh, we are taking very, very seriously so that uh, uh, the, the SharePoint administrator needs to approve certain things on these sites. Yeah. So is the plan then to migrate the SuperOffice uh, archive onto SharePoint, or is it just new uh, documents that is coming in SharePoint? Any For now, point? in our pilot program, it's from now on, yeah. uh, and the old document will stay where they are. Uh, later this spring, we will uh, launch a migration project that says you can take all your existing documents and migrate them to your current SharePoint site. This, uh, and you mentioned, uh, you know, if you want to learn more about this or, or start testing it, you can join our pilot programs. I think that let's, let's talk a few words wrapping up here about pilot programs, uh, Eric, because before we didn't really have that, uh, we had beta customers, but when we moved to the cloud, uh, we developed stuff, we developed MVPs or small versions of it, and then we tried to get customers to use it to get real feedback in, in the pilot phase. Um, how is it going? How many running projects do we have and uh, does it give us, do you have an impact as a customer on our pilot programs? Yeah, at any given time we have, uh, I guess, between five and 10 pilots running, meaning early adapters. You can run it in your production environment and you can give us uh, uh, feedback and we will ask for feedback uh, from you. Uh, it's of course voluntarily to give that feedback, but uh, it really is a possibility to, to, uh, yeah, help decide how the solution will become. So uh, we value it, and we have uh, are putting quite a lot of resources into managing these uh, pilot programs. But uh, it's uh, pays back. Yeah, that's cool. 
Okay. And it's for free. Uh, it's for free for customers. So that's important to say that there's no cost related to joining these pilots. No, and you have to pitch in our time, of course. And uh, and sometimes uh, they might incur cost later as a license or whatever it takes. But in the in the pilot program, you are uh, a free rider. But uh, but we hope you get give us feedback. That's important as well. Yeah. Uh, all right, you know, that's uh, a couple of amazing things just to, you know, we talked about uh, SuperOffice AI services, um, which is uh, rising uh, uh, rising to the top. We talked about um, bounce management, a great feature if you're into quality and uh, mailings in the marketing module. We talked about the SuperOffice data bridge, you know, the connection between SuperOffice and other systems in the cloud to make it even, um, or enriching it with, uh, with, with more stuff. Uh, we talked about video meetings and how you can, you know, digitize your meetings uh, very easy and fast, connect to the world. And then we just wrapped up the SharePoint document integration as a pilot. Five really nice uh, things. So, um, yeah, um, I think uh, that's good for uh, today's episode, uh, Eric. Do you think so? Yeah, it takes time to consume and think about and wait in, in, uh, to see the next five, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. But um, I guess that wraps up uh, this episode. We hope uh, you liked it. Uh, we'll put everything in the show notes that you need and uh, feel free to contact SuperOffice uh, for more information. And um, thanks for today, Eric. And um, see you next episode. See you next episode, Hans. Have All right. Time. See you guys. Bye. Well, that's a wrap, guys. That's all we had today. Uh, five top features. Can you wait till next week? Well, I can't. I have so much in store for you guys. So uh, stay tuned, stay safe. And don't remember to tell anybody or somebody about this uh, podcast. It would be great to uh, get some uh, feedback or review. Until next time, have a great evening. Bye.